Hey, fellow Off Track with Troy listeners. I'm uh, a little bit at a loss of words on how to, you know, um, prepare you or like put you in the perspective of my guest, Chase, who you're going to hear shortly. Um, Chase, and you're going to hear this uh, driving down the road, uh, passes out, you know, wakes up soon after that finds out, you know, that he has, um, a brain tumor, you know, brain cancer, whatever you want to say. And I don't think there's really anything I can say that would bring you into, um, that crazy, uh, crazy news. So certainly, uh, want to prepare you that, uh, that's my subject with Chase today. And so, uh, a couple things I think I want to say too about Chase is he and I planned uh, on doing this a couple different occasions. Um, I kind of joked with him a lot about wanting to make him cry or that I was going to make him cry because it's a it's a an emotional subject. Um, you're talking about you know life and death and uh, the un the unknown. Um, I think that comes with that, and you know I certainly don't ever mean to make anybody cry and that was never my intention but kind of my joke uh running joke i think a little bit with chase and you know we we planned on talking about this at one point and then um you know that at a reptile show those of you that know that uh, i'm in the reptile side of the world um along with my photography we do both and I think basically a couple shows had happened and one got canceled and then the next one or the one before that, I think like, you know, just things get busy there and like, it's hard to catch up. Right. And so my point with like telling you guys the in between of this is that Chase is now that much further down the road from when this was, you know, fresh. And I think like, I kind of think that it's a good thing. Like maybe that's a fate. Um, I think the fresher this was for Chase, maybe the more emotional it may have been instead of Chase is just a calm and collect guy. And I hope for anybody that's out there in this world that's, you know, facing any type of cancer, um, you know, listening to Chase, I hope here, I think you'll get that sense of calm, you know, from him and, and, and maybe hear what it's like to be on the other side. Maybe, I don't know if I want to say the good side, but, um, you know, finding out uh, that you're you're beating these things and you can beat the odds and you know things like that. So, um, I certainly want you guys to sit back and enjoy the episode. Uh, if you get a chance, or if you know Chase, or if you want to send Chase a message um, or send me a message and I can pass it on to him, I would be happy to. And he is an incredible man, uh, a great friend. We our, our friendship is only beginning, and uh, I, I certainly look forward to years of friendship with him and. I hope that uh, this episode, uh, you know, brings you a a sense of joy. So uh, with that said, enjoy uh, the podcast with Chase. Thank you. All right. Um, Good morning, afternoon, or evening to the Off Track with Troy listeners. I certainly want to say um, a big thank you. I always you know plan that i would have weekly content and um as you know through some podcasts uh i had got sick and then covid and all that stuff and not being able to travel um and get in front of people so 
I certainly appreciate all the support and messages um, I have got when I have been able to post. And so hopefully, uh, you know, we will continue to get as much content as possible. So uh, I am here with my friend Chase and Patton, right? I say that yeah. right, right? Yeah, Chase that's right, Patton. Man. Yep. Uh, and, and currently I'm in Gainesville, Georgia. Yes, sir. North of Atlanta, right? Am I have my direction right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right. good. Northeast of Atlanta. Good stuff. Um, this isn't necessarily home for you. Um, it's no. where you live, but home is back in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Southern Indiana. Yes. Where we have a mutual friend, a very good mutual friend. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The good Kevin Hudson. So I know Kevin's told me that, um, he's listened to a couple of these and so maybe, uh, Oh, super him. cool. We'll have to get him to make sure this, he listens yeah, to this I like, one. I like that you said super cool. He's going to love me for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I met Chase through the snake world. Um, I've brought, I think the snakes up before on a podcast and normally, uh, when somebody sends me a message and they're like, Oh, I heard you talk about snakes. It's followed by a, Ooh, or gross or, and we talked about this at dinner yeah, last night, right? Yeah, like we definitely did come up to us and they're like, Oh, a good, that's only good snakes, a dead snake, or I run it over my lawnmower. And we're always like, we don't want to hear that, you know, but I don't ever say anything, but, uh, I get a lot of those messages when that part of the conversation comes up and, but, uh, snakes are good people. So they are. Yeah. I would love to do a podcast sometime, you know, like, I don't know if this is the right channel for that. I have talked about doing a, a podcast snake wise. And I think my first one I would love to actually do would be more like the educational side of the, the benefit that snakes have to the world, you know, yeah. to ecosystems and so on. So maybe we'll get to do that. That would be fun. Sometime I bring in your wife, right? She's a, Oh yes. Yes. Lady. She's a zookeeper and yeah. uh, she's, she's worked reptiles for a lot of years and she'd love to do that. That would be fun. That would be fun. So that, that might, I, I shouldn't commit any more podcasts <laughs> until I get this one back uh, on track, which is pretty funny. Um, so yes, I met Chase through the snake world. He works uh, for what we know in the snake world is our industry leader, uh, Justin. And I'm going to say his name wrong all the time, but Kabelka. Kabelka, yeah. Kabelka. There yeah, we go. Justin yep. Kabelka, Jay Kabelka Reptiles. I always screw it up. How many times do people screw up his last name and does he does he ever stop people? Does he ever, No, he no. never stops people. Yeah. He's so good about it. Um What's the funniest way you've heard it said? Oh, Koblika is is an oh, often one actually. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, it's funny a lot of people also just say his first name is just Jay. Cuz oh. Jay Kabelka Reptile, oh, so they sure. assume it's Jay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I always thought I always get maybe hung up on the why in his name. So like yeah. I want to say like like koi, I, I I want a Y in there somewhere, you know, <laughs> different than it is, and so yeah, I'm sure his poor name gets butchered. Um, I think I had bought uh, an animal from you guys, and we talked, I think, on the phone a little bit, and and maybe by message and whatnot, and so uh, Chase like immediately to me, man, you're one of those guys that you can just tell, um, you know, the, that you have a sense of like community where you're easy to talk to and. Uh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, well, it's the truth. Um, not telling you that because you're three feet in front of me, right here in front of you. <laughs> yeah, we're not COVID um, six foot distancing currently uh, behind the mic here, but uh, hopefully we're all okay in this room for sure. Uh, so yeah, so I, 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 you know, I get this animal. Uh, we talk briefly, uh, and then I get text messages and Facebook notifications and phone calls that something horrible had. It happened to you, right? Yeah. 
And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, and I think where I want to start is, you know, the, the layman's way of thing, or, or the way I would say is you had either a brain tumor, brain cancer, right? Is that, yeah. that's the, the yeah. layman's way of, that's, right? That is correct. What is the actual, you know, scientific medical name of what you had? So, um, I had a stage two glioma. But when they did the genetic markers, it had some markers that said stage three. So they wanted to hit it way more aggressive just so, you know, they could knock it all out and I would be okay. All right. And so I think where I want to start maybe this story is maybe I have the story somewhat wrong. I'm on assumption here and what I've heard. Um, Were you at a convention yeah, so I was at the Star Wars convention in Chicago mm-hmm. with my family, and uh, and I had a seizure while driving to okay. the convention one morning. Uh, so seizure happens like um, you guys got pulled over like to the side of the road. Okay, like well, that's that's the thing. It was it was an adventure getting there. It was rush hour Friday morning, six lanes of uh, of highway, and I had a seizure and collapsed while driving the entire family. Um, my wife jumped on top of me uh, in the driver's seat and got the the vehicle to safety, saving myself and my family. So crazy. So so do you do you remember like do you remember that? Do you remember? No. Um, I remember saying, "Oh, I feel really hot," and then I just remember waking up in the back seat of the car at the convention center, and I had no idea. I was just like, "Hey, you guys remember that about yesterday?" And that was it. Oh wow, yeah. So did did you go to hospital immediately after that? You you wake up in the parking lot like. So no, I'm really stubborn, and I finished out the next day at the Star Wars convention. And yeah. Then went to the hospital that evening. All right. Favorite time. Favorite thing at the convention was what? Um, I got to hang out with Hayden Christensen, who actually played Anakin Skywalker in the prequel movies. So All that right. was pretty awesome. I have a friend that looks like him. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, they have like a same kind of face structure and stuff. I always think it's funny when I see the movies. So, uh, favorite character in Star Wars? Oh, probably Darth Vader. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I would have to say that. Um, I don't know the name, but I love the Ewoks. Like the little Ewok that comes in first, right? Yeah, Wicket. Wicket. Thank yeah. you. When I was a kid, like uh, I remember having like the Wicket. Um, you know, stuffed animal or something, and that was like my that was like my. I think when safety. we were all kids, we loved the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ewoks are. Uh, <clears throat> I always think like if uh, in, out of movies, if something could be real, I'd want it to be Ewoks um, and uh, uh, Gremlins and and <laughs> like uh, the the little guy from Gremlins, he's Gizmo or whatever. Yeah, uh, that would be funny, right? Like that would be fun to have those guys around for sure. Yeah. Uh so we get through convention. Uh, you're stubborn. Uh, have no idea what's happening. Did you, were you, did you feel any, did, were you sick during convention? Like, did you still feel off? Like, no, no, that's the thing. It, it was just like a episode that happened. And then I was back to normal. It's star Wars time. Yeah. That is crazy. So you go to the hospital, like how soon is it before you discover you have the, a, the a tumor? tumor? Um, so that evening, pretty much right away. Uh, my mom works in neurology, and uh, one of the doctors she works for, he's like, all right, let's do an MRI right now, and found it pretty much immediately after the MRI, uh, and uh, then we just it went into planning stage. 
how how big is how big was the tumor? Um, it was it was larger than a golf ball, hmm. and it was on my right temporal lobe. It's weird to think that you know inside your head that you don't feel that. Yeah, you know, like I imagine a golf ball or baseball, softball. When you hear about people's tumors and things, um, that you wouldn't notice, like something doesn't feel right or something's pushing, or you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's weird to me to hear people have these things and have no idea that it was there. That it's so crazy to me. Yeah, because I, I they asked, you know, have you been having headaches? I was like, no, not at all. Just doing my normal thing. Is there any family history of like uh, cancer or no nothing? No, I'm just uh, unlucky, and that's what my surgeon said. <laughs> yeah, okay. he said it was just bad luck. Bad luck. All right. Um, so I'm gonna try to peel back some layers of that moment, man. Like, you know, and, and I should tell people I've I've teased you for a year now <laughs> or something that I wanted to make you cry on the podcast. Right? <laughs> that's not necessarily what I want. Um, I think that uh, I I tease with that a lot because I I hope that um people get to a point in a podcast where they're, you know, freeing, you know, they let it all out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which your thing is highly emotional. I mean, we didn't, we weren't friends. Like we've told each other secrets. We didn't hang out as kids. We met over the phone pretty yeah. much, you know, maybe at a show once. Um, but man, I, I, I remember hearing that news and just being like, Oh, like just emotional over somebody that I really don't know. Right. And yeah. so, um, so trying to peel back like, you know, those layers, like when you get told, hey, you have a brain tumor, like, do you, do you kind of, can you take anybody into that moment? Like what goes into your head first? Like what was your first thought? Like, you know, um, that's, that's difficult to describe that, that first thought it was, it was just pure shock. And, and both my parents are in the medical field and having them right there with me helped so much because I, I collapsed, um, I, I pretty much actually blacked out from just being so scared from, oh, from wow. not knowing what the future really held. Yeah. I would think it'd be hard to put into words, you know, and, and certainly I've never been faced with news like that. And, um, even in, you know, my family, I mean, we've lost some family members to cancer, breast cancer, colon cancer, things like that. Um, but, but I think, I, I, I think this, maybe I'm wrong. I I find myself daydreaming about things like that. Like, what would I do, right? I think yeah. we all have that. What would we do if this was, you know, the plane was going down? I'm get told I have brain cancer. You yeah. know, blah blah. blah. Um, so, man, I, I I think you, I've I think I've practiced. You know, what I would tell people, what I would say to myself, what I would do. But I don't think that's really what you would do. I think like you can't be prepared. No, no, it was, you know, when I was, I was at that point still where, you know, I'm invincible, nothing can hurt me. And, uh, and then I found out I was wrong, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. uh, but I had a great team of people and giant extended family that helped push yeah. me yeah. through this. No, I think, and I'm definitely going to get to that, that part oh, of yeah. the story. It's, um, it's an incredible part. Yeah, absolutely. What's like... You, you you get told this, um, assuming you go home, like what's it like? What, what, what happens the first 24 hours of learning that you have, you know, this tumor? Like, um, it, it actually really didn't set in, uh, in the first 24 hours. They, they decided to hold me overnight at the hospital, um, after the MRI and I was more just frustrated. I was in the hospital. I wanted to 
go home, get all my Star Wars stuff out from the convention, mm. and just enjoy all the stuff I got. And, you know, I, w- I was just more frustrated that first morning, especially like, can I leave now? Like, I'm good. Can I go? Because, um. you know, it was there, but I felt normal and fine. Hmm. When do you think it's set? When Like, do you have a timeline kind of in your head the way you remember it? Like, when it was like, oh, I have um, cancer. It, it was when I met the oncology team. Um, absolutely. I was... I was pretty just frustrated, like, I've got to wait a few weeks for, for surgery, so I'm up here at home, I'm not down in the snake room, you know, doing my thing, and, and just what I love and enjoy, and I was I was just really frustrated through that whole time, and, uh, and I was tough to deal with, because it was the first time since I had my driver's permit, I couldn't drive, and... Oh. So I had to, you know, my amazing parents and siblings were taking me where I needed to be and still taking me to the gym, even though I was being monitored heavily. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you feel a sense of like, uh, how do I want to say this? Like you're helpless. Like when you, all of a sudden you, you can't do daily things that you're used to doing, right? Like, hey, yeah, hey, it was hey. so frustrating. I mean, I couldn't go get my Starbucks in the morning, you know, just when I wanted to, I had to wait for someone to take me. And yeah. you know, I, I was, I was a pain in the butt it, it, for those few mm-hmm. weeks. Honestly, I really was. And I, I just didn't realize the scope of things at that yeah. time. Do you, do you recall like, uh, conversations with mom, dad, brothers your fiance at the time like did did you have that first you know break did did, like I feel like when I have something bad I go to mom right oh yeah right so do you have that moment with mom where it's you're helpless and and you know mom's there to kind of pick you up you know after after our first meeting with the oncology team it finally hit and I just I didn't leave my parents side and they, they slept in the living room with me. Like, I'm like, no, I want to watch movies and stay in the living room. And my parents are incredible. They, they blew up this big, giant, you know, king-size air mattress. And we all just watched movies all night yeah. and didn't do anything. And I just needed that time with them to kind of think through what I'm going to do. Do you think that this is maybe a, somewhat of a bad comparison? Um, I feel like COVID has given us all an amount of time with our families that, you know, we, we, you know, we bitch about this and that COVID's done this COVID's done that, but really, um, it's given a lot of people time they would have never got with their family. Do you feel like for a moment, you know, like looking back on it, do you feel like, Oh, I got this amount of time. I don't have to go to work. You know, I get to be with my mom and dad, my you know family. Like, do you have kind of that, you know, hindsight of, I got to spend quality time with them. Um, yeah, especially after the, the surgery, it it really got to, I mean, my family's always been super, super close and, um, just having that with my family already helped going, going further into it. But, you know, it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, COVID, you know, it's ruined 2020. 2020 has been great compared to 2019 for me. (laughs) This has been nothing compared to 2019. Can, can we walk through kind of the process um, from meeting with the doctors to, you know, surgery? Like, can, can you just kind of tell people how that all went? Yeah. So, um, so they found my, my tumor that night um, after the convention. And uh, two days later, we met with a brain surgeon. And he looked at all of my MRIs and said, all right, well, this is what we're looking at. It's a stage two glioma. He goes, this is, we're going to do brain surgery two weeks. 
And then after that, we're probably going to follow up with chemo and radiation. And that's what we're going to do just, just to kind of knock it out. And, and he said some scary things and, and I'll be honest, he, he told me this is most likely what will end your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's obviously a question I'm sure on people's minds. I think the fir- whenever I hear uh, so-and-so has blank, blank, blank cancer, right? My immediate thought is how much time do they have left? Yeah. So did, did you, did you have that talk like, Hey, the surgery is, you know, we have an 80% chance you're going to be fine, but there's a 20% chance you're, you're only live a week. You know, did, does that, does that conversation happen? So it does. Um, and, and that was not with the surgeon. Uh, the surgeon pretty much said we're, we're hoping to get, you know, hopefully 90% of the tumor out, uh, just where it was located. They weren't going to be able to get it all. And that's why chemo and radiation just kind of knock out the last of the tumor. Hmm. So then, um, we did surgery and, uh, they ended up getting about 96% out. They, they did better than they expected. And hmm. I was out of the hospital in three days after brain surgery. Did you get to see it? No, no, they don't put it in a little jar. Like no, no little jar or something. No. I don't, I didn't think I wanted to yeah. either. I wonder if people do. I wonder if people see it or keep it or. Don't they don't know. let you do that anymore. No, no, you can't keep things anymore. Yeah, yeah, like be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, you know, I, I just, it, it's, just, I can't wrap my brain around it. You know, like uh, as a guy sitting here that's never, you know, I've had back surgery, had my nuts cut open. That doesn't sound fun. No, no. no. Um, which I had like a cyst, right? So like then they yeah. check it for cancer and stuff, but. Uh, you know, I've just never been faced with, with that kind of news. And so, like, it's hard for me to even, I think, grasp the, just all of it. You know, like, what you've had to go through, you know. And, and I think I think I would, I think everybody handles things differently. I wonder, like, did, did you have a moment, you know, where you're in a deep depression? Um, I you know, I, I wouldn't know if it was, I wouldn't say it would be deep depression. It was more of just frustration of that's, this is ridiculous. I've, I've got to have more time. I need more time. And yeah. it, it, instead of depression, I think it was more anger. Okay. Um, how, how I displayed it. Are you uh, a religious man? I am. Mm-hmm. I am. Do you have a moment? Uh, I mean, I've definitely been mad at God in my life, you know, like. Does that thought cross your mind? Like at that point, do you think like you went to a, you know, why are you doing this to me kind of thing? You know, it was, I, I didn't get to that point. No, um, it, it was, it was not that point. It was more of, I just focused on bad luck. Fine. It's bad luck, you know, but I'm going to, I want to fight it regardless because I love my family and my friends and at the time my fiance and I was like, no, I've got to have a whole life with her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, and I, and I actually was thinking to myself last night, um, you know, coming into this, like, you know, whether I tried to invite her to this, you know, cause I think hearing somebody outside, not, not outside the box of it, but like on the other side of it, you yeah. know, like here you're engaged, you're going to plan your life. You're going to have a wedding. You hopefully have kids like blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, you know, kick in the stomach, you know? And, and so, uh, I thought about telling you like, you should bring your wife today. Um, then you would have cried. Yeah. 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 Wives are good at that. It may so. still happen. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really hope that. Um, 
Yeah, I think like conversations with your with your spouse, you know, your fiance at the time. Like, did you have a, a time where you're like, hey, uh, I need to tell you, you know, this this in case I don't make it. Like, did did you have that with mom and dad? Did you have that with brothers or sisters or like? Um, you, I, I didn't actually, I, I was so focused on, you were positive. No. Yeah. I was just so focused on this. Isn't, this isn't happening. This is not going to happen to me. Um, and, and I remember before surgery though, I, I did have to, you know, fill out kind of a will and, and my, what I would want in case something did happen. That and that was a sobering moment. Like that was hard. That, yeah. that was one of the hardest times in the very beginning where where I was just asked what what do you what do you want and I didn't know what they said at first I was just like what do you mean and then it hit mm. and and I broke then emotionally mm-hmm. um having to go through that and and what I would what I would want yeah that would be tough you know I like humor right like if yeah. I, I I recover with humor I'm thinking immediately like what I would I would like try to try to be funny with like one brother or something like leave him nothing like a note you don't get anything yeah and then maybe like uh just kidding it was it was definitely dark humor (laughs) through the a lot of the time where you know i kept just joking with everybody like hey cast the avengers haven't shown up i'm gonna be fine yeah (laughs) oh i love it yeah yeah i uh what do you think in you or or the person you are what makes you stay positive um honestly um it's it's fight as a team you win as a team and and you're never out of the fight uh as you know since you know we've been friends for a while now i collect a lot of military stuff and a lot of my heroes are our special operations guys and and their whole motto is never out of the fight and -hmm. you just don't quit ever and and i force myself to have that mindset i think that's pretty awesome don't quit ever yeah i um that's the, I think that maybe not the hardest thing, but I think, you know, if I was faced with that, you know, I think there's only two directions you can go, right? Yeah. You can either fight or give up. And, uh, I think I would be fearful of giving up. I'm, it, it, it was, it was something I, I did fear for a while. And my dad just said, your mom and I are never going to let you crumple. And that's, that's kind of what they say in the medical field. When someone gets this kind of news, and they just quit. And you can actually just, you physically watch them kind of wilt away. Yeah. And they said they would refuse to let me crumple. I think uh, pretty powerful to have, uh, you know, the family you have behind you. Yes, it's absolutely. Pretty, pretty awesome. Um, talking about your family and assuming they'll probably listen to this. Yeah. Um, do you think I could talk you into giving mom and dad like a, a thank you message? Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, just, I mean, my mom and dad and my siblings, uh, I just, they, they got me through so much and they took so much emotion themselves and still found a way to make sure that they picked me up every day. And uh, my, my parents, you know, they, they still had to work at the hospital and my, my brother and sister, they just jumped in and they're, they're both college students and they, they both... Mm-hmm jumped right in taking me to uh to radiation treatments and chemo and and making sure that whatever needed done they did it and i couldn't have gotten through it without them i I mean i really couldn't have and i I made a book for my brother uh for christmas called there and back again a brother's tale because we love lord of the rings together oh and uh 
you know, I put all the pictures, I made a scrapbook of us and the silly adventures we went on between radiation treatments and, uh, going to the game store. We, we met the incredible owners of a game store called family time games. Cause we play a lot of nerdy tabletop games. Okay. And we played so many games in between radiation treatments and they just let us be, pretty much live there like family oh. and, and they're like family now. They're, they're incredible people. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really neat. Um, and speaking like of your extended family, right? The, yeah. The, the snake world, your, your gaming world, like uh, star Wars world, um, a GoFundMe, right? Was set up. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of costs involved and, and people taking time out and, and you're not being able to work and, uh, obviously just the financial struggle, struggle of, you know, hospital bills, which yeah. are, you know, cr- a crazy industry as it is. Um, I mean, it was a couple hundred grand. It, it was, yeah. it was, um, yeah, it, it, it hit so hard. I couldn't, I couldn't fathom what was happening when it first started, honestly. Um, yeah. cause my, my parents were nervous and they're like, we, we don't know what we're going to be able to do. And, you know, they were thinking just put 5,000 cause they didn't even think we'd be able to get that. And right. they decided on 10 just in case. And the reptile community pretty much just said, don't worry, <laughs> Patton family, we're, we're going to carry you and, and we're going to get you there. Yeah. And they, they raised, I think, I think it was almost $205,000 yeah. altogether. And I mean, the, it, the money came in, we hit over 10 grand within the first like 30 minutes mm-hmm. of the, the GoFundMe really going live. And I just, I cried. I, I looked at my dad and go, why, why are these people doing this for me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, because they care. This is this is what people do. Yeah, it was nice to see humanity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and it was people from all around the world and all walks of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, it was something truly incredible to get to see, and now be on the other side, and just be so thankful. And my eyes so much more open now. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, and so then you know, my side of it, like uh, just getting to watch the amount you know climb. You know, and like, I think, you know, you hear this news, um, you know, my mind kind of goes to, is he going to make it? How long does he have? How bad is it? You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're asking these questions. You're calling friends. Have you heard anything? Like, what do you know? And um, I think you kind of go through this weird checklist, right? And I think somewhere in that checklist is, uh, well, if he makes it, how much is he going to owe, you know, these hot, like what? You know, do you, does he have insurance? Does if he if he doesn't make it, does he have life insurance? Like, can he take care of you know all those things go through? I think people on the outside, because those are probably things that maybe you shouldn't or or whatever necessarily think about because you're you're fighting There's something enough on else. The plate. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 yeah, your plate's full. Uh, so to watch it go from like, you know, yeah, it was like ten grand, and then you wake up and it's like thirty two thousand, and then I was like sixty four, and I'm like. Oh, this is so, this is crazy. It, yeah. You know, and, and, and the, you know, you get to see messages, you know, people leave messages, I think on GoFundMe, there's an auction page, you know, for us reptile guys on Facebook and like to get to see some of the posts. Um, even, like I said, even I think for people that didn't know you or guys like me that barely knew you, like sometimes it was just emo- like, it was, it was hard to read some of that stuff. I mean, I can only imagine how, you know, it helped you, but the emotional side of it. Like I was, I mean, I'm crying and I have, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. You know? And, and so it was, it was, it was really neat. And the snake community, um, you know, really 
I I think there's always some drama in the snake community. And so it was nice to see just people put aside everything and it was just about you. It you it know? was it was incredible. Yeah. I mean for for our entire industry mm-hmm. everyone just put everything aside what they were doing. I mean yeah. their their businesses to help me and mm-hmm. you know there's there's so many messages during that time I received in phone calls that that I wasn't able to get back. You know, I was so in and out of it a lot mm-hmm. of days and you know, I, I just, I hope everyone knows how thankful I am. And if, if I wasn't able to get back to them that I just thank you. And I love you guys. I really do. And it was incredible. I think you're a very sincere man. And, um, uh, I'm sure there's people in this world. Uh, we live in an unfortunate world where people take advantage of things. I'm sure there's people that have not handled this correctly. You know, maybe they got a bunch of money and did something stupid, you know, or something. Yeah. Um, who's, who's to say, you know, right. I don't know. Um, but you were the kind of guy that I think everybody knew, um, you know, they wanted to help. They knew that you would, uh, you know, do what you needed to do. Like, it wasn't like you were going to take this money and go out and buy a, uh, you know, a new home or something. Right? Yeah. Like this was to go grab you. a new sports car. Yeah. And, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, getting 200 grand, uh, through GoFundMe, man, like what? Like, was it little amounts? Was it, they cut, like, they sent you a big chunk of money in your account at one time? Like, what, how's that, how's that look? Honestly, I was not on that side of it. My, my parents made sure that I stayed so focused on mm-hmm. staying healthy and what I really needed to be focused on. They, they didn't know what to do when money started coming in like that. So they, they went and talked to their accountant and they, they set up just a, like a medical fund, you know, for okay. the GoFundMe money to go into account. And it just went out to pay my bills. That's so awesome. As bills came yeah. in, they were able to take care of them. As chemo bills came in, and yeah, it was, does the government come? Do they try to tax that money or anything? Do they? They did not. Yeah, good. Yeah, always kind of curious, like how you know how that how that works. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I remember reaching out to Mike Breezy, um, and I was like, "Hey, is anyone going to be to do an auction?" You know, and 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 in my mind, it was like you know, 20 of us were going to donate an animal, you know, and we raise a few grand or whatever it was. And that site was like, I, I remember it was just so crazy every day to get on there and see, you know, 10 auctions, 10 new ones the next day. And 10, I mean, it just kept pouring in and pouring in and that and it was just really neat to see people give. And, and so I, I really enjoyed, I love, I, that's my, in life, I, I definitely don't take things very seriously. Um, but giving is definitely in my, you know, my, probably my number one. I, I love yeah. to see people give. And, and so it was heartwarming for, for me, uh, you know, personally. And, and I know it was an awesome thing for you. Absolutely. And, I, you know, from the auction, so many people bought things and then sent them to me as gifts. And, oh, and cool. I, I've, I've, keep, I've got all these and I love them. And someone sent me a, um, a blue Afghan someone made. And that is my favorite blanket in the entire world. Like when I have, when I go home for MRIs, I leave it at home up in Indiana, mom and dad's just so I have that blanket and it's like my comfort blanket now. That's awesome. I used it all through, you know, chemo and radiation. And now I'm like, all right, MRI, I just wrap that blanket around me, go to sleep, wake up and I'm ready. For that's it pretty next awesome. Day. Yeah, that's great. That's way great. Um, somewhat fast forwarding. Uh, I'm trying to try to maybe phrase this correctly. Like, I don't, 
the little bit I knew about you before and what I know about you now, I don't think you seem different. But I would think going through something like that, is there something that for you that changed? Like, I, I, I understand. I think the easy answer is how grateful, right, that you yeah. are, that you still have life. Um, but, like, you're like, I'm not going to swear anymore. I mean, is there is there something goofy even that you're like, uh, I have this second chance at life, so I'm going to stop doing this or I'm going to start doing this? Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's not swear anymore. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. But it, love more um, mm-hmm. it, is something that that I will never take for granted. Um, just just a couple extra seconds a day, just to be able to say I love you to a friend or a family member, or or even just tell someone that they don't know that they're appreciated. And I try to make that a goal every day. Actually, is to say something nice to someone I don't know, because you never know what they're going through. I uh, I absolutely love that you said this, and this has came up so many times on different podcasts, like. Uh, I, I, suicide is a unfortunate near and dear part of my heart. Um, and I always tell people like a simple hello can, can save somebody's life. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you could be having such a shit day, uh, that maybe you're on a, a really bad dark path and, and, uh, holding the door and a hello and have a good day might literally change somebody's life. And I think people take that for granted that that doesn't happen. And I think it, I think it happens more than people know. Yeah. You know, and so I love that, that you've, you know, you look at that approach and, uh, you know, value that, you know, helping, I mean, you're, you're helping somebody and you don't even know it. So I, I, I certainly thank you. I think that's a really neat thing to, to do. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. I, 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 I also think it's, uh, it's hard phones, you know, we've made things hard to communicate in a world where it's easy to communicate. So for you to talk to a stranger, like people don't do that anymore. No. Right. Like it's, it's unheard of. And I I even get crap from people when I'm, I'll be in New York and I'll talk to a guy in a corner and my buddy will be like, dude, we don't do that here. And I'm like, well, you should. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) you just just never know. You never know. And so I I really do. I really think that, thank thank you for that. And really think that that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So, um, do you, do you have kind of that? I I get a second chance at life kind of mentality then is that, you know, it's tough to look at it like that where, yeah, this is something I've got to get checked up on for the rest of my life kind of situation. And, um, my, like my next MRI will be in December so it's 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 always about I just need to stay healthy. I need mm-hmm. I need to do the healthier things I can just to be in good shape, just yeah. in case. It's it's what's changed for you in that aspect. Like you know we you know we all know I'm a cookie guy, right? Like I pack this body full of sugar. Uh, what, the, what's changed for you in that way of like taking care of yourself? Um, just a lot more working out. I, I was a pretty workout oriented person before. And now, but you know, I would work out, but then I'd be like, oh, well that McDonald's dollar menu looks (laughs) awesome. So I'd clean up on some stuff, but, uh, I I cut a lot of that out, a lot more Mm -hmm. veggies, a lot more greens. And, um, it's cool. My, one of my, my chemo doctors got me a big juicer cause he knows how much I'm into it just to, just to make those super, super, you know, good for you. Do you have a favorite recipe? Somebody's listening. You can give them a, oh I, I don't, I don't, you know, it's tough, especially starting, but juiced kale does not taste the best, but I tell you what, it is a super food and it will keep you healthy. Yeah. 
we're we all know that I'm not going to try that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, we went to dinner last night, and and Chase ate my uh, pickled you, asparagus. Yeah, like yeah, whatever was on my plate and your plate, like. Well, I wasn't eating it. My pork chop was really good, though. It looked fantastic. It was very good. Uh, I and then there we had the flatbread pizza ahead of time, and you know they're all giving me grief. And Chase is like, you know, try this. No, no, it's got green stuff on it, right? I don't. Rabbit food and me don't go together. No spinach for you. No spinach. Uh, no leafy, leafy, you know, products of any kind. <laughs> so, do you? Um, and this might be maybe. I guess the question would be uh, the cannabis side of things. Like people say like they've done for cancer and this or that. Was that ever a conversation? No, no. Um, just just nothing that I, I ever really thought of or, or felt like I needed All right. uh, kind of situation. I'm, I'm kind of that person that it never really interested me. And I've never done it. Yeah. But then I was just looking at options kind of around it. Okay. I, I know it's interesting. A lot of people say that that could be a go-to and yeah, yeah, I've actually just always naturally avoided it. Okay. Was it ever a conversation, uh, doctor wise, were they ever like, Hey, you can do this? No, 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 they, they never, they never brought it up. They never said there were any benefits. All right. um, For for what, what I was dealing with. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's been brought up a a time or two when I've been chatting with people. So, um, interesting. What, uh, you know, f- for somebody dealing with cancer, whether it be, um, you know, uh, non-life-threatening to life-threatening, like, do you think you have, uh, you know, words of advice? You know, I think the, the C word itself is so scary, no, no matter how mild to how serious. It's it's always a scary word to hear. Um, but staying positive um, is, is, such, is the biggest factor, I feel, and staying healthy, you know, and just always fight. Never, never just say you've had enough mm-hmm. and talk to someone. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody, just make that call. You know, don't, don't be nervous about it. Someone's always going to be there for you and, and always make sure to call that person and let it all out. Whether you have to scream, cry, or just, you know, yell for help, do it. And, and people will walk you through you listening to that like is there a moment for you that you do you you feel like a burden like i'm taking up all these people's time like do you think that's why people don't reach out for help i definitely feel like that's why people don't reach out for help um because myself even i was like i can't believe everyone's doing this for me you know they're they're giving up their time at their jobs you know at their snake facilities and you know i i felt that way to a point and and my dad just kind of like had to sober me up from it and be like, Hey, they're doing it because they care. And it's what they're doing, what they feels right. And that's how you have to look at it. And when they say, call me, they mean it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's very true. I got calls from people all over the world yeah. just to check on me. And then my, and they checked on my parents the same. All right. I, it was incredible. My, my parents were getting calls from like Germany and people were just, Hey, how are you guys doing today? What's going on? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What, uh, you and JT. Yeah. Good old JT. Um, I ran into him at Arlington for a minute, just outside your guys' booth and, you know, just said, Hey man, how you doing? You know? And, and we had a, a brief moment and what I thought was really neat is he mentioned talking to you and that you call him like daily, you know, just to check on him. And you're that guy. I think you're that guy. 
before cancer, I think you're that guy. Um, can, can you, t- can we chat about your guys' friendship? Like, yeah. And, and just so people know, JT, um, he just lost his home in a, in a, a kitchen fire who also had animals like us. And for me, he's like me. We're, uh, uh, you know, we're at now Justin has a facility, uh, you know, a hundred feet from his house, you know, or whatever, you know, guys like me and JT have, you know, our animals in our home. And so it was a, a, a great loss. Um, not just your house wise, but, uh, you know, losing the animals and stuff. So yeah, I would love to hear like, uh, a little bit about you guys' friendship. Yeah. So, um, JT and I met probably four years ago now and we just hit it off and we, we were super close ever since kind of thing. And, and I just, I love the guy so much. He's, he's incredible. And he, he's one of those strong spirited guys who's a natural leader and, he just, he called me in the very beginning and goes, all right, look, this is what I'm telling you right now. You scream, you cry, you yell at me, you make that call, you get it all out, and we're going to talk about it. Did you make those calls? I did. Yeah. I did make those calls yeah. because I I loved him beforehand, and then now I've just got such a, a larger respect and love for him after. And, uh, and even during his situation that was horrible with the fire, mm. I get a call. I, I called him immediately the day I heard it happened to check on him. I think he told me, didn't you offer to come there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you just tell me when. I'll be there. I'll fly immediately. And uh, he's like, it's, it's all right. You know, he called me back, though, and he's like, hey, how are you feeling today? And I'm just like, no, no, no. How are you feeling? Yeah. You guys are both battling you know, crazy things, but you're both such amazing men that, like, I could totally see this conversation. <laughs> it was kind of funny that, yeah. yeah. But but no. even you know even through his situation, he still calls and he goes, "All right, how you feeling today? What's going on? Let's break it down." You yeah. know, he's just one of those guys who's a natural leader, and he can always pick someone up. I think that's awesome. Uh, and if JT hears this, uh, I certainly agree. I think he's a wonderful man, uh, and I don't know him well. You know, and and we are. Uh, I, I don't ever like to put things like, I hate when people say your photography friend, your snake friend. I don't believe in that. I believe friendship's just friendship. Um, but, you know, quote unquote, he's uh, my convention friend, right? Yeah. It's about the only time I <laughs> yeah. see him. Um, we've had a couple text messages on some things, like some snakes or something. And uh, But yeah, you know, just uh, a wonderful guy. And and, uh, and you are too. So I could see where the two of you could be building each other up. Uh, and I think that's important. Like, I think us as a society, we've got, again, such a disconnect from each other when con- connection is so easy, you know, phones, cell phones, Facebooks, things like social media. Uh, but we don't rely on each other. And and so I love hearing like you continually talk about, you know, your mom and dad, your brother, your sister, your friends, like JT, like you, I, I like that you're willing to let them carry a load. And I'm, I love that you're willing to carry a load, you know, for them. And uh, that's, I think that's becoming rare. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, during my process, Earl at Lone Star Reptiles reached out to me and he goes, dude, we do this because you know what? My motto is if it feels good in your heart and you're doing right, then you're doing the right thing. And, and that stuck with me. I loved it. And I was like, you know, if you're doing good and you're doing it and it feels good in your heart, keep doing it. I think that's way awesome. Uh, can we, can, I'd like to kind of hear, I think a little bit about you know, where you are process wise, like you're, uh, a clean bill of health. 
Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been completely tumor-free for a year now as of August. August was my... Um, August of 2019, I had my post-MRI after radiation and chemo, and it was completely clear. And they did an anniversary MRI in August, and it was completely clear. So now they've extended it to every four months. And I'll do that for a couple treatments and uh, for a couple MRIs, and then it'll go to six months. At some point, do they tell you then it'll go to like once a year? Yeah, yeah. So I'll uh, I'll have a few at four months, and then two at six months, and then it'll go just once a year. Once a year. I'm already to that point. Is there any discussion or percentage that they've given you that something could come back or you could be affected differently? So there, um, the the original. I'll be honest. The original statistics um, for a stage three, which I just had the markers. I didn't have an active tumor were the average was five to seven years. Oh, wow. And, and that's, that's when I kind of imploded on myself a little bit there. And, um, and, and that was tough. That, that, that took a, a lot. And, and, you know, you've still got days. So people who are, you know, on the other side of processes like myself, you'll still have days where you're like, but am I really good? You know, you're always kind of like self-checking and, yeah. um, but but you know now I'm I'm getting all all positive information and you know they're telling me yeah go have kids buy that house you know right. move move on with your life all and right. uh, yeah and they're they're like we're looking at just putting you in the group of people where it's gone you never see it again and you're past that's pretty awesome man do, and do you have to take anything currently do you take anything medication wise to so I'm I'm still on um, they're winging me off now of my anti-seizure meds which i was just on those because of the tumor i had no no issues beforehand so once once i'm completely off of those by the end of the year i'll be med free yeah um, after the whole process the tumor was on your right temporal lobe temporal lobe yeah so So my controls what flight or fight system okay so um it kind of always made me high strung and nervous. And they said I could have had this tumor probably for 10 years or more just growing actively. Okay. Um, because it it would have affected me sooner with being where it was. So it was, it's been there for a long Hmm. time and growing and I just had no idea. I mean, I've always played sports. I've been an active guy. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, and when I, when I hear like, uh, you could possibly have five years or, you know, seven, like, you know, math starts kicking in and, and I certainly am not going to have the math correct, but like, you know, five years is whatever, uh, you know, 2000 days, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and I'm sure there's people out there and I hope this reaches them. Um, you know, whether they get to be successful like yourself and beat this thing, um, or if they only get their 2000 days, uh, I certainly hope, uh, each day is, is, you know, uh, you make the best of it, right? Yes. You know, make the best of it. Love to your absolute fullest. Yeah. People it's, it's, it's again, man, I just think, I don't think cancer made you who you are, but for some people, I think it changes them drastically. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've unfortunately seen it um, firsthand and you know, it's when people kind of let it define them. Yeah. And, and that's a big thing to not let it define you because that's not who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. You it know, is. like, uh, and, and I think for some people it probably may, you know, they survive and they, and maybe they were a hateful, cold hearted person and now they're the most loving. Right. And yeah. like, and maybe it's vice versa, you know, maybe they dealt with it, but that's put them in such a, uh, unhappy place. 
you know, they don't deal with it correctly. But like I said, man, you, you just come off as such a loving guy beforehand and now you're just more so. So like, uh, I, that's what I think. Like, can't to me, you know, you haven't seen a change. Like you're, you're just still on your path. Yeah. Um, I, and, and that's a huge thanks to the reptile industry, which I now just, my giant extended family and, yeah. and, and my, my parents and siblings and my family, you know, they, they never let me get off my path. Yeah. You, know, if you we guys could, never let me get off my path. If we could get everybody's address, will you write them a Christmas card? Oh my goodness. I would. <laughs> oh, It'd be pretty funny. Every, every time I'm at shows, you know, and, yeah. I, and someone's just, I, I meet someone new every time it shows. They're like, Hey, I bought an animal from your auction or, Hey, I donated to your auction. Yeah. And I'm just like, may I give you a hug? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, in, in COVID, you know, that's been one of my grumpiest things with COVID. Oh, me too. You know, man. I'm, I'm not a hugger. Been able just to share the love and mm-hmm. say thanks how I would yeah. like to. Yeah. And I also am really awkward when I like, now I don't know what to do. So it's like, I start with a handshake. Yeah. And it's like, they're doing a fist. And so then I go to do a fist and they're doing the handshake and then I'm like already ready for a hug and they're like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, COVID has definitely made it hard for me to uh, express my feelings to people uh, in a physical manner. Oh, you know, absolutely. I, yeah, and, and you know, the power of a hug is, yes, it, it can be life-changing. Yeah. It's, that yeah. may seem like a silly statement, but but to me, it really can. It can. And I had that experience just this, this, this morning. Um, I, I, I've talked about this before. And, and so, like, I, you know, I deal with depression. And... Um, just the last couple of days, whether it was just from traveling or whatever, man, I, and I tried to hide it. And I, and to be honest, man, like picking on you yesterday and stuff like that, right? Like a lot of my defense mechanism for myself is, is to just try to be humorous, yeah. you know? And, and sometimes that's at the expense of somebody else, but I always hope that they know that, you know, oh, we had fun, fun right? though. Yeah. Um, but you know, waking up this morning I just still felt like, ugh, I just felt so drained and just, um, not in the space that I like to live in. And, and Michelle gave me a hug and it was just like one of those hugs that just like, just releases things for me. Like, you know, uh, you know, whether it's medically like, in, you know, endorphins or whatever, like, but it, I just felt so much better. Oh, Michelle know? definitely and gives like the best she hugs. She gives a great hug. I'm pretty sure I held Absolutely. on to her for like five minutes yeah. last night saying goodbye. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, her hugs are one of those that just, it refreshes you and like, yes. Hey, nope. I love everybody. This is yeah. awesome. She has like the perfect mom hug. Yeah. 100% yeah. is the yeah. best way to describe yeah, it. Absolutely. So I, I totally get that. And, you know, um, I think podcast wise, you know, I always try to think, you know, what can people take away from these things? And uh, I think you are a, a symbol of, of hope, you know, and, and, and courage. Um, you've went through this thing, man, better than most. And I, so, you know, I, I don't think, I think it's hard. I think in this type of podcast about what you've went through is really hard to put into words. Um, I, 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 I don't want people to deal with it. You know, but that's oh, the yeah. thing. Like they've had, I think somebody has to deal with this before they really understand, you know, what you've went through and, uh, but you absolutely, man, like, uh, are brave. Well, thank you. Know? you. And, and I always have to say it was because we fought as a team and yeah. we won as a team. And I'm thankful I had a awesome. worldwide team. Yeah. I think that's way awesome. Um, can I can I tell people about your military stuff? Can we talk about yeah. your little Yeah, collection? we can talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His uncle has a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Hey. that> was- <laughs> the video you showed yesterday is so funny to me because, like, I'm sure I can put this into words, right? You're watching a screen, and it's you hear it, but you're just waiting. And then from, you know, from, like, right side of the screen it just pops in and it, and it hears this 
who's driving that tank? Was it your? That, that was me. It was you. I couldn't see it. Uh, and you're just, ha- I could see the expression. I could see somebody who's very happy. Uh, and you're just cruising across the yard. So like panning from just right to left, you just see this little tank, you know, cruising across, man. It looks like a lot of fun. So, and you guys have the motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the, the World War II motorcycle and uh, the World War II Jeep. What's your favorite? Uh, for me, it's kind of a tie between the tank and the Jeep. Yeah. But yeah. I drive the Jeep more. Yeah. What's the funnest thing you've done in the Jeep, in the in the tank? Like you guys climbed a riverbank and... No, sometimes it, it, we've got these big, giant, um, tall uh, dirt mounds. And when you go up over them, you know, from the inside of the tank, you just see sky. All right. And then it just rocks down, kind of like a roller coaster, um, but you're in this big metal machine. And, yeah. Uh, it's just an incredible feeling. Um does it does it fire does it it can fire blank rounds okay yes it's used for a lot of reenactments okay all right and and taken for parades is there a reason like uh, you can't take it out to like a 10 acre farm and shoot live ammo into a old car and Um, destroy it mainly because government permitting and it would also be super expensive yeah be pretty fun uh and then the motorcycle has um the sidecar with the little the machine gun. Yeah, it's, right? got, it's got an MG thirty four on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and that, and that's working. Um, so that one's been set up as a gas gun. So it's what they okay. use in movies. All um, right. So it looks fully functional. It's all original, but it doesn't shoot any ammo. That's pretty pretty. And, that, good. and that's what they use in Hollywood a lot. Okay. So you can just like fire it, and it just. It, it it makes like the sound. It makes like, the sound. Yeah. It has the fire at the end of the barrel. Okay. It simulates everything. Other than firing a, a an a, actual a, projectile. Yeah. Yes. All right. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, how long have you had this in the family? Oh, probably twenty years now. Did you take it to prom? I did not take it to prom. Oh man, you missed no. out there. That was an opportunity you should have taken. I don't think my date would have appreciated I sitting would... in a sidecar and nope. getting your hair I said, messed That's up. part of the deal. Or you, I'm finding somebody else. <laughs> That's how that date would have went. Just, it's, just, I'm asking it you first. <laughs> yep, you either choose to ride in the sidecar or get, I'm asking the next girl. Uh, that's pretty funny. Um, what, what do you think out of this whole experience, um, what's your biggest takeaway? Oh, man. My biggest takeaway, be thankful for every day because you're, you're not guaranteed anything. And, and like I said earlier, you just, just love to the absolute fullest. Make, make sure you don't text your family and say, I love you. Make sure you call them, you know, let them hear your voice and, and it helps to hear them and just, but being thankful for every single day you get and always making sure you tell someone you love them and you appreciate them. I think that's good stuff. Do you find yourself ever like, um, does the thought process of like, I'm having a shitty day, I'm mad at the world. Does, is there something in your back of your head that goes, Hey man, you beat cancer. Like get over it. Like, do you find yourself? It's like being almost hard to be mad at stuff when you, you, you've got a second lease on life. You know, it's, it's not, you know, just being mad at stuff. It's one of those things where you can't, you can't just say, yeah, you beat it, you know, get over this. It's, Hey, look what you did. Be thankful for where you're at. Look at it differently. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just about trying to look at things at different angles and different viewpoints instead of just having your own kind of tunnel vision for, for your experience. Try and look at it at a different angle and assess it and be like, you know what? Never mind. That, that was something silly to be angry about. Yeah. 
do you find yourself ever thinking that way just of other people like we're bitching about whether or not trick and hurricane and blitz are (laughs) are the same animal which i know a bunch of you are gonna be like what's he talking about um do, do, do you look at that and go look at these idiots you know like uh i had to deal with cancer i had to beat it i had to I had to have moments where I wasn't sure if I was going to live like, and these guys are bitching about stupid genes. I mean, like do, do, do you do you find yourself thinking like that ever? I actually don't. Yeah. Um, you know, personally I try not to dwell on it because it's just not one of those things that's healthy for you to sit and be like, well, I'm through it, but, mm-hmm. but what ifs, you know? And, yeah. and, and I've kind of got that personality where I'm always, well, if I don't know the exact future. If I don't have things planned out, I get frustrated. So yeah. I, I try to avoid it a lot and, and I try not to, like I said, let it define me. So I feel like if I used it mm-hmm. as a, well, this is what they're complaining about. Look what I had to complain. About. It's more of just, that's just looking at yourself instead of looking at the whole you yeah. know, picture Yeah, and try not to be all about you and what I've done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how I can yeah. just do other things. That's pretty, pretty neat. Um, what do you, what's your thoughts on the fuck cancer thing? Like, I always think it's crazy that they have this and like people wear t-shirts that just say, I actually have a buddy he beat, um, uh, he had uh, like stage four, uh, I think throat cancer, if I remember right. Oh, wow. So he has a company that makes the shirts even that have like the, you know, fuck cancer stuff. And, um, I just got an email probably from that company. Oh um, yeah. About those shirts. Well, we're probably all going to now that our phones heard it and it's like, you know, the, the crazy world of phones are going to be like, show me an ad later. Yeah. Now everyone's going to get it. Yeah. Now everybody's going to get it. Yeah. It's in your car and whatnot, wherever you're listening to this. Um, do you have any thoughts on like that campaign? You know, if it's a positive campaign and it raises people up, I I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't I, wear, I don't wear derogatory shirts. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, but, but it's something that I can be like, you know, I, I understand why someone has that shirt on or, yeah. cause they've, they've probably had it themselves or had someone, you know, they love deal with it. And yeah. we had a family member that passed away from same thing, had, it, um, you know, like cancer, throat cancer and, and, uh, uh, my, my aunt, his mom, like I had the shirts, you know, and, and I'm like, you're walking around with a shirt that says the F word, you know, and I mean, I cuss all the time. Uh, I'm, I, I cuss more than I should, but it's like, uh, to see it on a shirt and tied to, you know, cancer has always been interesting to me. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I could see the positivity there. Uh, but I think it's interesting that it's become somewhat mainstream. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, but, but it's also a mainstream cause to get behind. There's, there's no, yeah. it's not like politics. There's no positive or negatives. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that at the end of the day, everyone comes together and says, no, yeah, you know, yeah, F cancer, F cancer, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. What about uh, surviving cancer? Do you um, do you donate money to anything? Do you have a cause that you like uh, that you've got behind because of it? I mean, I always um, donated. My parents have always been like, "Hey, you know, St. Jude's, you know, around Christmas time, they've always been the kind of donating parents that they always pick kids off the Christmas tree, you know, yep. at the hospital yeah. and, and buy stuff for." And they've always done things for vets and all these different organizations. So I kind of grew up in it with a mindset of of giving back when I can. Okay. And this just it just kind of continues the ball. And and my uh, wife Abby, she actually has done a lot of videos through the zoo where. She'll make animal videos for them to show at the children's hospital um, just because they can't come out. Their immune systems are compromised, but she's able to kind of bring the zoo to them in her own way. And we we try and do a lot of things where we can reach out like that. Mm -hmm. I have, um, uh, I don't even know how to call it like not a conspiracy theory, but maybe 
uh, I have a hard time thinking cancer will ever go away when it's a billion dollar industry. You know, I've thought that myself. So if it is a conspiracy theory, we're in it together because it's, this is awful, awful to say, but it's almost like companies, there's too much money to lose Mm -hmm. by curing. If you cured cancer and just took the, the amount of dollars out of what it, what it creates dollar wise, like, I mean, that's, I mean, it's the operating budget of countries. Yeah. You know? And so it's hard for me to fan. I'm like tomorrow. Oh, we have this cure for cancer, by the way. And we're going to give it to everybody. Now cancer is going to go away. Um, but now, okay, well, how are we going to, how are they going to make this? They they have to funnel that money. That money is part of budgets and taxes and it, it, it creates, uh, you know, government or like, I, I don't know, like, uh, pharmacies have to pay taxes, which give me a paved road, yeah. right? Like, so I, yeah, man, I really struggle, um, you know, with, with what I wonder what happens behind the curtain. It's, it's definitely something interesting to think about. And, um, but you know, they still come out with, with so many different new trials and, yeah. and drugs that help you know, fight it more and more and keep things controlled. Did you do any trial stuff? No. You didn't have to. No, I didn't have yeah. to do any trial okay. stuff. And I'm very thankful that that I didn't have to. I'm very thankful for my team that carried me through so much. I had I still talk to a lot of my nurses and my radiation um, team and you know, they always reach out and check on me and we're all really close. That's cool. Is there a bell that you ring or anything when you I, uh, I rang the bell, yeah. The bell. All right. I think that's really neat. Yeah. Uh I have a real, the, the thing, my real stickler with the whole thing about curing cancer, maybe this sounds unfair because nobody should pass away, but I have a really hard time watching children have to suffer, uh, you know, from, from something that maybe could be somewhat curable, but dollars and people's paychecks and stuff to get in the way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you know, that's, that's such an ugly side of, of having to see it firsthand, you know, sitting there in like the radiation waiting room for my turn to go to the radiation machine, seeing people from all walks of life and every age yeah, there as well. Did and you make any connections with anybody? I there? did. I yeah. actually made several connections and, and I showed back up on days where I didn't have treatment, but, or I'd had treatment really early in the day, but I came back cause it was someone else's bell ringing. Oh, okay. And, uh, that's neat. And, and I wanted to be there for that for them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's way awesome. Uh, have you got to stay in contact with anybody? Yeah. Yeah. We, they're, we're, we're Instagram friends, Facebook. Uh, Yeah. And, and we, we stay connected and continue to check on each other as we go forward. That's way awesome. That's way awesome. Um, well, I certainly can wrap this up. Um, I didn't make you cry. I did not cry. Yeah. See, I, I figured like I just tried to build up the hype. Um, what would be the one thing you want to leave for people to say or people to hear? I'm sorry. I can't talk today. Uh, what's the one thing you want to leave in people's minds? Just uh, from me personally. Thank you. Thank you for carrying myself and my family through the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with that I'd never expected. And, um, you know, I don't know if I would have the same mindset without my family being as strong as they are or, or having the community always just, Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Let's talk about it. And let me get all that, that emotion out. So I didn't hold on to anything. I'm, I'm forever grateful and thankful. I think that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And, uh, I certainly think if there's anybody, uh, dealing with any type of cancer, um, whether I know you or not, 
uh, definitely always keep that in my prayers and I'm sure you do too. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I hope that you, you choose to fight. I, I've certainly seen, uh, some people that I think kind of gave up mostly due to being older. Um, but, uh, I, I'm missing people in my life that should be here and, and I'm not saying it's because they gave up, but, uh, I, I hope you choose to fight. Absolutely. So. Never out of the fight. That's the motto. I like it. I like it. Awesome, man. Well, I'm going to uh, end this, and I super appreciate it. I know we've been wanting to do this forever, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, we've missed a few opportunities. And uh, so I thank you for taking time away. And uh, if Justin ends up listening to this, I, I thank him because we're here at the facility. You're actually on the clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I and I took him away. And so um, I thank you for giving me time. Well, thank you. So. I'm glad to be on here and uh, be able to share the story, and hopefully it can help someone else. I hope so. So thank you very much, and uh, we'll do this again maybe on something yeah. else. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, right. Troy. Thank you.